News, politics, entertainment, and more. Welcome to the Informant. Independent talk, pursuing truth, informing everyone. Now, here is the Informant, Eric Thompson. Hey, good morning. Welcome to The Informants. My name is Eric Thompson out here in California. Hopefully you're off to a good day also. Today we're going to jump right in because we have a lot to cover, especially on our southern border. Now, as you know, President Trump has been trying to build the wall. That was his uh, main campaign promise. And the rhinos, the establishment, the globalists, everybody has been against it. So President Trump finally said, look, National emergency. So now the Republicans, including Rand Paul, are saying, nah, even though all other presidents have been able to use the emergency declarations, you're not going to be able to. Well, we'll look at what's going on now. There is an orchestrated movement of hundreds of thousands of people from South America into our country. Not accidental. Not, oh, well, you know, we're having a bad week hey, why don't 20,000 of us just get on these buses that mysteriously showed up and then we're going to get bussed up into the United States and we're we're getting told that if we just say asylum, asylum, that they have to let us in the country because we have children. And the more you look into this, the more you're going to feel almost helpless. So we are going to cover that. But before we jump into that kind of depressing story, here I thought it was a feel-good story. At least it makes me feel good because <laughs> I need that. All right. By the way, if you want to get a hold of me, you can go on social media, look up Informant Show, go to rangebroadcasting.com. Make sure you download the Range app um, from Facebook, I mean from uh, iTunes or from the Google Play Store. Here is an article. President Trump made a surprise call, and it says here, President Trump calls dying West Haven man. His sister, who's an assemblyman in the city, uh, councilwoman, uh, Bridget Husky, she said, uh, you know what? My younger brother's dying. I'm going to see if I can get President Trump to call him. And why? Because he is a huge, Jay is a huge Donald Trump fan. Well, he called him and um, they actually videotaped it, uh, part, the beginning of the call. So this is how it went. Holy Christ, what do I get to do? Right, Jay, you're hey. handsome to me. I just saw a picture of you. Yesterday. Oh, you're giving me kind honors. I look like shit. Uh, how are you doing? How's it going, Jay? How's it's going, going, you know what I mean? I'm uh, you're a champ. You're going to fight that, right? You're just fighting it? It's what the Irish do, right? Yeah, that's what the Irish do. You better believe it. You look, yeah. you look good. I wish you could come to a rally. I wish you could come. I know you like that stuff, but I wish you could. Well, listen, like, hey. It sounds like you have a great sister, Jay. Well, you know, like, we have sibling rivalries, fights, you know, whatever it is. Right. <laughs> but, hey, yeah. listen, if you could pencil me in, I'll find a way to get there. That's, that's, I'll tell you what, when I'm up around that territory, and I know where you live, I know it well. Yeah. I'm up around that territory where you'll be, uh, and you'll 
right, well, I, I plan on coming down to D.C. between now and my expiration date. So, whatever. Either way. Wow, that powerful or what? So, <laughs> in the midst of all the insanity, President Trump is still human because the left would make you think he's not. They would make you think he is narcissistic, only thinks about himself. But that's, I think, pretty uh, powerful situation there where his sister was able to get to the White House to say, could you just call my brother? He's dying. And one of the main things he wants to that he would love to happen in his life would be to hear from you. So I just think, I, I don't know, I think it's an awesome story. So now let's let's jump into the invasion on the southern border. I have a lot of articles here. There's a lot of data. Well, you know what? Let me cover this before we jump into that. You may have already heard this, but if you haven't, uh, this is kind of important. Chairman Nadler is now going to be the bully who's going to try to harass President Trump and his family over a fake Russia collusion story, right? So Mueller is going to turn over his report to Attorney General Barr. Attorney General Barr is not going to have much to say. So the Democrats are like, well, then we're going to open our own Russia collusion investigation. But here's the interesting thing. This says Chairman Nadler admits there is no evidence now, this is the House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler. This is the guy who's responsible for the Democrats to try to find something. But it says that uh, Chairman Nadler admits there is no evidence Trump or uh, obstructed justice after he launched massive probe. It, but it's his personal opinion. It's not, you know, not the opinion. So he, listen to us out of his own mouth. Okay, so now you're not sure he's obstructed justice? Personally, I think he has, but we, okay. have, to, we have to look and see. If we're going to do anything, you have to have proof. Uh, I think there's a lot of evidence, but we have to, we have to get a lot more so evidence. So that's what this is about. You don't yet that's have part, the proof. That's part of what this is about. So there's no proof, but we're, we're going to have to find it. Let's see. Um, yeah, uh, he said that there is no evidence that President Trump obstructed justice, but he's going to massive. Uh, he's going to launch a massive investigation anyway because it's his personal opinion that Trump may have violated the Constitution. No proof seen at all, but in his opinion, he may have. So subpoenas uh, were flying out Monday after a Repub uh, Representative Jerry Nadler launched an investigation of Trump and an issued document request to 81 people and entities close to the White House. List includes Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, uh, General Mike Flynn, Julian Assange, Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, Eric Prince, and the NRA. The House Judiciary Committee is investigating three main topics, obstruction of justice, including the potential interference, the uh, potential interference by the president into criminal investigations, public corruption, including violations of the uh, emoluments uh, clause, emoluments clause, which is basically means president made money because of his power as president and abuses of power, including attacks on the free press and the judiciary and law enforcement agencies. Nadler's committee are specifically probing these topics because each offense could lead to an impeachment effort. Nadler happily admitted that he has zero evidence that Trump may have violated the Constitution, but since we are living in lawless times, the Democrat continues to march forward with their Soviet-style show me the man and I will find the crime witch hunt of President Trump. So <clears throat> out of his own mouth, 
we don't have any proof, uh, but we're going to dig, dig, dig. We're going to look for obstruction of justice. Did he make any money? Did, did, did anybody stay at a Trump Tower in D.C.? Did they only did they stay there because they wanted to give President Trump money by uh, staying in one of his hotel rooms and then get some favors from him? Nobody's ever been prosecuted for that. So the left marches on. Now, now while they're going through the witch hunt, and this is a bigger narrative, and I do definitely have, do not have time to cover most of this today. Part of, the, of my worldview, when, when you watch the show, is there is a concerted effort. There is a organized plan, I believe, to systematically convert the United States to a Marxist state. It's not accidental. Nothing is happening on accident. The colleges being run over and taught by Marxists for generations on purpose. The border staying open so people could come in and change the demographic of the country so it would be more amiable to Marxist uh, teachings and policies. Not accidental. Knowing that, uh, that asylum will get you in the country guaranteed and those that seems to be where the people coming to the border are now coming as family units from south of mexico which means they didn't ask for asylum in mexico which is kind of required by global law if you want to go that route normally you have to ask for asylum from the first country you enter into and they're not so there's hundreds of thousands of people coming in so the Democrats are over here doing the Alinsky style, the Stalin style, give us information. You have to. We want to know bank statements, where you're at, what you said, what your family members were doing, where'd you vacation, why did you vacation? Stalinist. So this, oh, everybody look over here. Then you got Cortez over here. Green Deal, as she's ripping off the uh, money going through her packs. And then she runs over now and she's trying to help her her racist counterpart to not be included in a censor censor from the house they weren't going to they're not going to mention her by name but I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit but now they're even going to hold that up all of this while the borders while we're being overrun i heard a uh, interview yesterday and there's a retired border patrol and police officer who was on the radio this is how he this is how he explained it on the border they have certain goals, okay? So obviously they have, we want to maybe run drugs today or drugs and we're going to run, um, the coyotes are going to push through some of their customers. And so they, they have a certain amount of stuff they want to move, like a business. He said what they do over there is they'll have somebody that will be like, okay, you're, you're the... Uh, you're going to keep an eye out for the border patrol so they know where our border patrol agents are. And then they know, okay, uh, they're over here, so we're going to run a car 80, 90 miles an hour going across the border, and we know border patrol will chase it. And when they get far enough away chasing it, we're then going to bring in our drugs and our the coyotes are going to bring over their, their people. So you have now drones and you have people with high-tech telescopes, binoculars, whatever. 
that are, okay, well, uh, we need to move this much inventory today, and this is how we're going to do it, and they keep doing it, and they keep doing it. And so it's not as though they just, well, oh, you, Jose and Juan want to get across the border. I oh, hope they don't catch us. Go. No, it's it's structured, and it's a business. How how was um, Chapo, Guzman, how, you know, how, how did he acquire... 13 14 billion dollars billion dollars so hey you're watching the informant here on uh, the range rangebroadcasting.com make sure you download the app iStore uh, the um, Apple iTunes and the Google Play Store if you want to get a hold of me go to the-informant.com and on social media just look for the informant or Eric Thompson deplorable show love to hear your comments please share the show as we try to dig up more and more so all right, let's let's uh, let's see how this organized relocation of hundreds of thousands of people from South America is working because it's working at our at our demise. Man, there's so much. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to have time for this, but they're having a little standoff over the uh, documents right now, where they're trying to demand that the president gives documents. For the for the clearances, security clearances. So if you you'll hear about it today, you know the, the White House. You must tell us and give us all the documentation on why you gave clearances. The White House says we're not going to. So the the deadline has come and gone, and the battle continues. All right, here's our first article from the Gateway Pundit. A country without borders, or as they, I guess the better way to say it is a country without borders. 76,325 illegal aliens apprehended at border in February. <laughs> Not last year. 76,325 illegal aliens apprehended at border in February, largest since 2008. Most will stay and receive benefits. <sighs> We're $22 trillion in debt. We have millions of people who do not have health insurance. We have people that are on welfare. And 76,325 more illegal aliens are in the country. And most are going to get benefits. They get to stay. They're staying. You understand that? So at 76,000, having children anchor babies turns into hundreds of thousands of people. Then if we give them green cards or the pseudo amnesty down the road, chain migration brings over millions of more. It's very conceivable if this doesn't stop. If this doesn't stop, we're going to be 50% south american in the next 10 years that's a little extreme i mean that's kind of like there's only 13 percent of the population now i'm telling you as somebody that lives in the midst of illegal aliens they're coming in by the hundreds of thousands these are the people that they caught they're pouring in pouring in overrunning school systems overrunning court systems overrunning the police they're exhausting the resources of counties and they just keep pouring in. There's an article yesterday I didn't get to. There's a legal alien that killed a girl in Iowa and his defense is saying, 
well, there's too many like white people around here. So I want we want the case, which is very open and closed, that he killed the girl. We want it to be heard in front of uh, immigrants. Maybe some illegal aliens can hear the case about if an illegal alien should go to jail for killing a white girl. 76,000. Well, let's continue this because it gets, if it, it just gets worse as you compound it. All right. Let's see here. Uh, 76,325 illegal aliens apprehended. Not those are the ones that were apprehended. These are not the ones also. These are, does not include the people that were not caught. Single worst month in 11, single worst month in 11 years since 2008. And there are several more caravans on their way. Several more caravans on their way to the U.S. If this continues, nearly a million illegal aliens will be apprehended at the border this year. That does not include the people not getting caught. The 700,000 visa overstays. Democrats say this is not an emergency. And 10 Republicans are likely to vote against President Trump and his emergency declaration. At the same time, Democrats want to give free benefits to their constituents, legal and illegal. This article says, is it really a surprise that there are tens of thousands of illegals storming the border each week? This cannot continue. The number of migrants apprehended at Southwest border is up 90% from levels recorded the same time last year. That was from the New York Times. 90% increase. Daniel Horowitz, and we'll cover his article here in a second. A record set 76,325 apprehensions for one month is truly staggering, not only because it's the single worst month at the border since fiscal year 2008, but because all, almost all of these young people get to stay on our dime. Projected for the whole year, this pace would result in 916,000 apprehensions, but the pace is growing every month. It's increasing because of the catch as catch and release expands. While we've had years with over 1 million apprehensions in the past decades, most of the illegal immigrants were repatriated under the expedited de uh, under expedited deportation within hours. This means a lot of them were repeat crossers and they were deported in short order. These people coming now are first timers and are successfully embedding themselves into our country within a few days selling us with the permanent cost of their care. Here are the family units. If you, now, if on radio you can't see this, but I'm explaining it to you. They have a chart here from October 2016 to February 2019. Southwest border apprehensions. Again, these are not the people caught. These are the, I mean, these are the people that are caught, not the ones that were not caught in these numbers. If you go back to 2016, there was about 20,000 family units that got caught in uh, October of 2016. Going into 17, it dropped way down when President Trump got in, like, like 2,000 family units in April. So October 2016, 20,000 family units. By April of 2017, almost no families were coming across because President Trump was in and they knew that they were going to be deported. Here is the problema. Here's the problem. 
as soon as as soon as uh, they saw that the Republicans weren't going to back President Trump and that DACA was actually up for amnesty, guess what happened? Yes, here goes the chart, and I'll explain it to you guys on Spreaker. So we, we have the drop, right? We have the drop, 2016, all the way down to June 2017. Something starts to happen. Hmm. Let's wait a minute. President Trump is not going to put people in tournament camps. President Trump, well, you know, let's actually check back into going into the U.S. So by December 2017, the number that was 20,000 in 2016, October, went down to almost two or 3,000 family units by April, shoots back up to December of 2017, about a year after uh, the, the the high numbers dropped down. So we're about 13,000 by December. It kind of drops a little bit around February. And then all of a sudden, a Judge Shabra, Shabra S. ruling, a judge ruled that you, they, they could not stop DACA and that they had to do catch and release and they couldn't implement a lot of President Trump's policies. So what happens? Judge Sabra's ruling July 15 of 2018. Bam. The 15th, about 13,000 families shoots up to, by December, 30,000 families. Here we are, February of 2019, 40,000 families in February. And the number is increasing. It's increasing. Not This isn't normal. This isn't stabilized. It's increasing. So another article here. I'm, there's a bunch of articles, but I'm going to try to um, just try to glean from them. Record. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Okay. Record immigration surge of border number number has been rising since fiscal year 2015, when fewer than 40,000 such migrants were arrested. 40,000. I don't care about the oversight things. So we're not going to cover that anymore. Okay. So this article is going to use some of the same information. Arrest of families crossing into the U.S. illegally in the past five months at a record, prompting the Chief of Customs and Border Protection to say the system is at a breaking point. From October through February, border agents arrested 136,150 people traveling and families from crossing our border illegally. The prior record for a 12-month period was 107,000 during the fiscal year that ended in September. More than 66,400 people were arrested in February, making it the busiest month, like we said, since February 2008. The numbers are the sharpest evidence yet that despite President Trump's effort to crack down legal immigration, the flow of migrants is only growing. The situation is not sustainable. Customs and Border Commissioner, uh, Protection Commissioner uh, Brian, I'm sorry, Kevin McLennan, Said that while rele- um, said while releasing the numbers Tuesday, the system is well beyond capacity and remains at the breaking point. So here we go, guys. What are we going to do? Numbers are increasing. More caravans are coming. 
the 10 Republicans are going to vote against the money for the wall. President Trump is doing everything he can, including uh, declaring a national emergency. And they're pouring in, and because of the asylum rules, they the people get to stay. So the, my question is, how are we going to stop it? And what do we do with the people? Because the, the courts, the immigration courts are backlogged. Backlogged. Hundreds of thousands of cases. Ah, so, Tehi, thank you for watching. This is The Informant. I'll be back here after the commercial breaks. said dad there's a man in black tactical gear shooting up the baptist church every one of those shots to me represented one of my neighbors one of my friends and i ran as fast as i could immediately he came out of the church shooting at me he Hit the truck in front of me, hit the car behind me, hit the house behind me. And I hit him. He had an AR-15, but so did I. And it's not the gun, it's the heart. It's a it's a matter of the heart. I'm I'm not the bravest man in the world or anything, but I was here. I was here and I could do something. And I had to do something. Hey, thank you for staying with me. Welcome to the informant. If you're just catching us here for the second part of the show, so to recap, if you're just joining us, the the House Judiciary Committee Chairman Nadler says he doesn't have any proof 
that there was any collusion, yet he's going to launch a massive investigation trying to find something, even though as of right now, there is nothing to find. The, the White House is rejecting the request for uh, documents on why they gave uh, security clearances. So that's now a stalemate. What you have is you have basically you the Democrats are crying that there is a overreach from the executive branch trying to redirect money for the wall in the emergency declaration. Yet the Democrats have no problem trying to overreach to try to separate the separation of powers and say, no executive branch, you must provide whatever we want in spite of your rules, in, in spite of your position as the executive, executive branch, we want to be the boss. It will come down to the judiciary in the end, and this is why the Supreme Court's way too important. Supreme Court was supposed to be there to say, okay, we have some infrequent laws that are passed because most people in America kind of know how things are supposed to go. The Constitution applies to everybody, but if it does get up to us, we're going to try to make sure that the laws passed by states are going to be constitutional. But what's happened now is there's a flood of illegal laws from states and from even the U.S. House. And, and they're like, whoa, okay, let's try to figure out which one should we handle. And the problem then is you have political activism on the Supreme Court, so we don't even know what's going to happen when something obviously violates the Constitution. Will Judge Roberts try to rewrite the Constitution like he did with Obamacare and the homosexual marriage law to make it legal? But the main issue we're covering today is the invasion on the border. Now, this has been going on, and you may be sick of hearing about it, okay? You may be, I'm so sick of hearing every day, the invasion, the invasion. Well, this article here is uh, that we were going over is from the Wall Street Journal, record immigration surge. Records, now, we're, they're setting records. It's increasing. And when we get to the conservative review article, in which I just covered the information, so for those of you just watching the second hour, you're going to hear um, the numbers, and for those of you who heard it the first hour, uh, maybe hearing it a second time, we'll make it sink in even more. The problem is, and this was from the article from the Wall Street Journal, Customs and Border Patrol Commissioner Kevin McLean said uh, that while he was releasing the numbers on Tuesday, the system is well beyond capacity and remains at the breaking point. Our immigration system, which was set up to handle migrant workers, individuals, has now been turned into a temporary storage, a, a temporary holding for families. So instead of one person, it's five to six people. He said that his agency was taking steps to establish a center, more money out of our pockets, Nero Paso, specifically to process families and children, in particular to conduct, conduct medical assessments. 55 people a day are being taken out of the group and getting free medical care. The volume of families, most of whom voluntarily turn themselves in, of course, because they were instructed to turn themselves in. 
I covered this in the first hour, so if you're just joining, I've been really monitoring this. Everything that's happening at the border is orchestrated. We spoke about how the cartels are sitting over the border. They know where the Border Patrol agents are because they're monitoring our agents, and they know when they switch shifts and who's coming in. And then they have uh, coyote cars, decoy cars, and trucks that will run across the border, take away the Border Patrol, and then they'll run in their drugs or their coyotes will run in their clients. And then they come back across the border, and then they do it again. And that's why... El Chapo and all these guys are billionaires because they have a great business going across our border. Now, while that's going on, we have millions of people from South America, Guatemala, El Salvador, being told, get on your Levi jeans and your nice clothes and your Nikes. You're going to the United States. There's a bus waiting for you. And they have to let you in because their immigration laws say that if you say asylum and you're fleeing violence, they have to let you in with the children. And they're overrun, so then you get to go in the United States and go see your family members and never leave because the courts are backed up and as soon as you have your next child, you have an anchor baby and you are in America permanently. And then you can bring up your family members and they can continue to grow uh, El Salvador in the United States because you don't have to learn English because they're actually going to print material in your language. Some states are going to give you a driver's license even though you're legal so you can go work illegally using an American social security number illegally and no one's going to do anything to you. That's why the numbers are growing exponentially. And I'll show you the chart again because you're going to see. I think the chart says it all when we get to it, okay? Because the chart is going to show you that the down south, they thought, wow, Trump's in office. Well, I guess we can't go to the U.S. And then all of a sudden they said, you know what? He's actually not going to stop us either. So this article, the Wall Street Journal, the volume of families, most of whom voluntarily turn themselves in, asylum, 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 into law enforcement, seek asylum, who has in recent months overwhelmed government facilities intended to hold single adults for a few hours at a time. Some families spend days in center block cells with no beds or showers <laughs> while waiting to be processed by immigration officials. Two children died. Ridiculous. They died because they were sick when they got to the border and the parents did not tell the officials their children were sick. Nothing to do with our government. While families, along with a relatively small number of accompanied children, now make up 60% of the border, 60% of the rest of the border, total numbers are rising as well. The Border Patrol made 267,900 arrests between October and starting the fiscal year compared to 132,209. Border Patrol arrested 267,900 people and families, but that's 60% more than the same time a year ago. Most of the families are from Central America, including El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, where they're quote-unquote fleeing violence, poverty, and hunger. Mm-hmm. They typically don't try to evade capture once crossing the border. Instead, they go, asylum, asylum. Hey, Border Patrol. <clears throat> hey, unlike the cartels that are going to run cars up across the border and take the Border Patrol away, 
These people, well, where are the Border Patrol? Walk straight up to them. We want asylum. We want asylum. You have to take us. Nah, 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 nah. Arriving in the U.S. illegally as part of, of a, as part of a family provides advantages as those with children in tow are typically detained for shorter periods than adults traveling alone. That's why the cartel, the sex trade, are lying, saying this is my kid when it's not. Because then the MS-13 member, MS-13 gang member gets in because they have a kid with them who's not even their kid, but the kid can't say anything because they've been getting molested. And if they do, they'll kill their family back home. There's a 20 day limit on jailing children after which they have to be released. You know, that judge said that. With their parents, while the claims are adjudicated, single adults are typically deported back more quickly. So. The number of company children have been rising, though not as fast. Uh, 26,900 kids just showed up without parents, and then they're sent to family members inside the United States. Here's a chart. Can, on radio, I'll try to explain it. It says, what does 2.6 million people look like? Number of people that are coming across. 519,796 uh, individuals from families apprehended since 2013 would take up 13% of the border. Including single individuals, a total apprehended is about 2.6 million, extending across 64% of the border. Since 2013, so many people have, become, have been caught, not the ones that weren't caught, not the visa overstays. If you had them standing side by side, taking up about two and a half feet each, holding hands, <laughs> if they just stood there, they would extend and cover 64% of our border from the Pacific Ocean heading toward Texas. President Trump said asylum laws, that he has he's characterized them as lax, and court rulings have made it too easy for immigrants to make weak or even fraudulent claims. What, now listen to this. With a current backlog of 829,000 cases in federal immigration courts, a ruling can take years, which gives them time to have anchor babies. I'm telling you, uh, Mr. McAllen on Tuesday again said the vulnerabilities in the legal framework are creating the incentive for families and children to come to the border. <sighs> the Senate is expected to follow course and to forcing the president to issue his first veto by rejecting the national emergency. Not another chart here, individuals from families apprehended from October to January. Back in 2013, basically almost zero. 2019, 150,000. The debate over immigration is out of control. All right. Before I go to uh, conservative review, let's just kind of regroup here because uh, let me get rid of this one here. What do you guys think? What do you think? Do you think um, do you think we should give up? Is it over? Is I mean, is it is it over? Is it is it just people pouring in and we're complaining about it, and the courts are tying it up, and what what that's eight hundred thousand? 
800,000 court cases are already in place. So that number, I, I, I don't, for some reason, it, didn't, it really didn't jump out till right now. 829,000 cases. Well, then let's, let's go back here to the conservative review article that's being quoted. New awful data shows that the border invasion is worse than ever. Now, the, now this is one of the complaints a lot of us had by President Trump signing the continuing resolution and not not getting the funding for the wall and fixing immigration. Here is where this guy's coming from. If Trump had not signed the disastrous uh, budget bill several weeks ago and we were still operating on a short-term continuing resolution with immigration remaining on the top issue, today's news could have been it could have strengthened Trump's leverage, according to the um, CBS's um, Border Patrol preliminary numbers from the Washington Post. We covered this: seventy six thousand three hundred twenty five thousand legal aliens were apprehended at the border in February, more than uh, any other month in a decade since the declining immigration from Mexico. A record forty thousand three hundred twenty five family units arrived, blowing out the previous record of almost ten thousand. 400% increase in families. As a nation, we're left debating uh, the presidential power from the obscure statute that enables president to obtain a mere $2.5 billion for uh, partial fencing. This was the this was the chart, and uh, we'll go over it again real quick. Southwest border apprehensions, not including people who were not caught. October 2016, 20,000 family units. By after President Trump is put in office by uh, June 2017, down to about 2,500 families. Zero tolerance implemented. Okay, they're trying to keep it stabilized around 15,000 by June of 2018. 15,000 still. Judge Sabras said that, you know what, you can't hold the kids after 15 days. Families must be released. Bam, so at that point, from August 2018, 13,000 families up to 40,000 in February. In an interview with CR, Mark Morgan, a former Border Patrol chief under Obama, explained while today's migration is worse than ever before, when anyone opines that the apprehension numbers are at historic low to support the claim that there is no crisis along the southern border, they're leaving out a critical factor. You may hear these numbers, guys. You may hear, oh, there's no emergency. Border, uh, border apprehensions are actually down. Your President Trump is fabricating an emergency. Listen in this article. See, these are, these are the devils in the details. What's happening is you're being lied to. The country's being lied to because people are intentionally lying and deceiving and they're they're giving you partial truths which it means they're lying to you numbers can be down but who is getting caught is the question so here is how the lie plays out again this is from the uh, conservative review Mark Morgan, who was the former Border Patrol chief under Barack Hussein Obama, explained why today's migration is worse than ever. He says, when anyone opines that the apprehension numbers are at historic low to support the claims that there's no crisis along the southern border, they're leaving out one critical factor. 
the demographics of those illegally entering our country. Who are the people? In the early 2000s, when apprehensions were around 1 million, the overwhelming majority were Mexican adults. They were processed and returned to Mexico within days through an expedited removal process. Since 2014, we've seen a significant shift in whom is illegally entering through the southwest border. Today, family units and accompanying minors are seeking asylum, account for more than 60% of those being apprehended. The problem is the system is designed for individuals from Mexico, not families. The essential difference is they are not being removed. Through our country's broken asylum laws and bad judicial precedent, this new demographic of illegal aliens are caught and released into cities throughout the country. So even though last year the apprehensions dropped to 400,000, the number of illegal aliens allowed to stay in the United States increased from a decade ago. Do you see the problema here, guys? (sighs) Structured invasion through caravans, through the cartel, MS-13 gang members, drug runners, sex trade, everything. Structured, organized, globalist, keeping the borders open through our Congress, leaving it porous, and it just, it's, it's out of control. It's at the point, I'm telling you, nothing else matters if we do not fix immigration. It's over. It's over. As a Christian, then I know that God's sovereign, and I know that I'm, I'm, it's all going to be okay in the end for those that believe. If you care, though, about the United States of America, if you care about leaving a legacy for your family, your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, that they don't live in Marxism, now is the time. You have to fix it now. 2020 could be it. And let's finish up here. What do we got left? We got uh, just about 10 minutes left in the show here. So I'm going to try to speed it up a little bit. But I'm tr- the, the, the numbers speak for themselves. All right. So this article continues. Plus, this is the worst migration. Okay. This is. This is a worse migration because it's dominated by kids and sick individuals who tie down our resources more than in the past. Morgan explained that even at the worst times under his tenure, roughly 10 to 12 percent of the Border Patrol resources were diverted to human humanitarian care. Approximately now, now approximately 25 percent of agents are pulled off the line on a daily basis to address humanitarian crisis, acting as a child as child care providers. Morgan also said that nobody is discussing the fact that the Border Patrol engaged in 4,300 rescues last year and that, and over 1,000 so far this year. Another example of the risk and resources being used for humanitarian crisis rather than a security crisis. In recent months, even though overall numbers are climbing back to dangerous high levels, almost none of those coming here are being deported. They're... Back during the years when over a million apprehensions, all but 100,000 were returned expeditiously. Now over half a million get to stay. The tragedy is it's exploding every few weeks. This guy, a father from, this is a guy named Nick Muroff uh, who tweeted, 
a father from Honduras who sat next to me, said that he and his 14-year-old son were on their way to Harrisburg, Virginia. They had crossed into El Paso and were released. And on a plane, we paid for them to fly to Virginia in less than 48 hours. That they're moving people through as fast as they can because there's no room to hold them. Here's a quick report from Todd Benson at the Center of Immigration Studies on what he's hearing about the state of play at our border. From an anonymous source from the Border Patrol, uh, <clears throat> it says here, a U.S. asylum officer to me, we're under orders to grant credible fear in the high 90% percentile to all migrants with children and release within 10 days. The fraud coaching is so rampant and uh, obvious that 75% of my team has quit. They're quitting because they're, the people can't sit there and process these people knowing that they're being lied to. Now, articles here, uh, New York Post, yes, looks like a border crisis, but nothing is happening. As There's articles and articles. Most of them are crossing from a Breitbart article. Large migrant groups are crossing into Arizona because there is nothing stopping them there because there's no legitimate wall. I had so much more to cover. Thomas Sowell wrote, warns, U.S. may not resist siren songs of socialism. Thomas Sowell, smart, smart guy, saying he doesn't think the United States is hearing or is going to do anything about it. Uh, let me show you this. This is from CNN, the news, the fake news network. They uh, they had some uh, Democrats in a little, you know, five six people. Okay, and they have them, and they're asking them, "What do you think of Pelosi?" Okay, what do you, what do you think of Ocasio Cortez? And when my computer catches up here, we're, I'm going to show. I'm going to play the video. Now, remember how they were really down on Pelosi, right? So before the 2018 midterms, <clears throat> Pelosi is is going to have a coup. She's not going to be put back in place. She's old school. She's no longer up to speed with what the Democratic Party is. She needs to go. Okay, well, now because she, they believe she was able to uh, take on President Trump over the border and they felt like that uh, President Trump folded and it was because of strong Nancy. Now Nancy Pelosi is in good graces again. This is an article here from Mediaite. CNN panel of Democratic voters goes nuts. And what they what they go nuts over? And this is a quote, badass unquote AOC quote. She's the candidate of the future. Do you want to know who the Democratic Party is? Uh, listen to this. You are a traveler. Well, first they're going to have the silly little commercial. Setting. Other times a tourist, but all. Okay, while the commercial's playing. Uh, so th what you're going to hear is you're going to hear uh, the CNN reporter is going to interview. These are uh, Democratic voters, 
And are they still happy with Pelosi or are they not happy with Pelosi? Are they obviously it says here they really like Ocasio, the socialist Cortez. So here it goes. Yeah, to beat us this way. We'll yes. never convict him in the Senate. Right. We'll spend months and months talking about it instead of talking about the candidates. Yep. And ultimately, I think it would be healthier for the country to um, kick him out of office via the ballot box. And Nancy Pelosi g agrees with you. Yeah. I got to tell you, uh, prior to Trump, I was sort of over Nancy Pelosi. Now, however... I think she is the right person in the right place, and we need her strength. And we, you know, that she did not back down on the wall to me was like, thank you. Just thank you for standing in there and not moving, for standing your ground. So I actually think that she is in the right place at the right time. I think Nancy is symbolic of my excitement about the women candidates. She's a woman who knew what she had to do. She didn't have her ego driving this. She's making all the right moves. She's standing up uh, for, for so many things. And I think that's a symbol of how a woman leader will be as president. I just feel so much safer with her as speaker. Mm -hmm. And I, I think we didn't give enough, her enough credit on her progressive credentials before, honestly. And yet, I mean, doesn't it also speak to the old guard, the establishment, somebody having experience? I mean, all the things that people are, is, that are not in fashion at the moment. You, you do need experience. So, yes. you know, not to say that you want to just throw the old guard away. Yes, you need it. You, you know, there's, there's places where you do need that. And you need strong leadership. And she, I think she has demonstrated that she can be a leader. And then also she's demonstrated that she's not going to back down you know, from the White House. One more question for you guys. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, your thoughts. She's a badass. Man, oh my badass God. It. yay! I love yes. her. Wow. What I mean, a woman. Amazing. And Again. Yes. I mean, she's asking the right questions. She, I don't feel like she's playing games. I'm so excited about her. She is smart. She is intelligent. And I cannot wait to see what else she does. Well, I know and she's you know, got too, the Democratic Party nervous, and I mean, oh, in yeah. a way, they should be nervous, sure. because, you know, she yeah. does represent the, the, new, the new guard, the new generation. I think she really kind of personifies, you know, where we expected things to go. She is the Kennedy of the future. She has got this mm. down pat, and she has also nailed it in, as a woman in a male-dominated field. This is how we, women in the male-dominated fields, we have to work like this all the time. She is the candidate of the future. She Get ready for her, because she's coming. They came alive for AOC. They I mean, really did. I mean, they were animated throughout our talk, but they came alive to talk about AOC. What's so interesting to hear Democratic voters say that, 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 that Representative Cortez is the candidate of the future is, not only perhaps is Cortez excited about that, but there might be Republicans who are excited about that. You whatever, not public, not a real, not a well. I don't know. I'm not a. I, I, I'm a conservative independent, and I I vote Republican normally simply because I don't have a choice. So, oh well, Democrats are happy. I'm not. I don't know if you're happy. Things aren't looking good. So, hey, thank you for watching. Being back on them all. Please share the show. This is Eric Thompson. This has been The Informant.